0: Alright folks, welcome to the first episode of the Clean Hanging Podcast. My name is Mick, Uh, I'm a a student from the north of Ireland, northern Ireland, the six counties, the occupied six counties, the occupied six counties, failed orange state, the north, Ireland, or by its popular name, (laughs) what? So um, this is basically going to be a a topic show, uh, we're just going to, Whatever's popular, you know? Just whatever's popular or whatever's hot, you know, in the week. I think it's just bad, Or whatever just comes to my mind. Because I think, you know, here in the North, if you listen to anybody, anybody who's on the radio or anybody who does these podcasts, they all, they all have these fucking North Down accents. And I have, a, I have a conspiracy theory about that. My conspiracy theory is they're trying to make us look smart. The powers to be. Like, they don't want anybody with, like, a really fucking, like, Belfast accent. I'm not from Belfast. I'm from Southdown. <laughs> My dad's from Belfast. I'm a hybrid. But they want these fucking posh accents. Like, if you listen to Cool FM, that's all you'll hear. You'll not hear anybody with a, a thick fucking accent. They'll be like, All right, odds, I'm going up for a bit of banter tonight, you know? It's this fucking posh Rory McIlroy accent. Like, that banger, that banger accent. I fucking hate that man. It's one of the worst fucking accents I've heard in my life. You know what I mean? Like fucking hell. You see, there's certain there's certain accents I like. People f- forget what people think about colchis Their accent is not as bad as North Down accents. Belfast accents not as bad as North uh, uh, North Down accent. And I even like the Derry accent, which is basically a Colchie accent. So I don't I don't really give a fuck. It's just that, that North Down accent, I can't fucking stand. And they're trying to, like, anybody you hear, or, like, who've come out of Northern Ireland, like, Paddy Keltie, he's not even from, I don't even think he's he's from, he's from Dundrum. And he has this thick fucking North Down accent. And I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck did that come from? He doesn't even live in North Down, he lives in South Down. Well, he's from South Down. Where the fuck did that accent come from? is that it's like a mixture of British and American, it's almost like that. And they always tend to breathe through their nose when they're talking. You know, lads, you do it for a bit of of, uh, uh, cricket litter on lads. It's it's fucking infuriating. And it goes for the same as, like, um, the Coyle's accent. Holy good fuck. Holy good fuck. It's like Dolly Parton having a stroke. So I'm here for the the ordinary man and woman. Uh, I'm a working class lad from a council estate. Fuck these posh accents! Time to bring out the ice, the ice slang. Hopefully we'll start a revolution uh, based on class, and uh, we'll we'll topple the we'll topple the North Down establishment. But I, you know, I just went down a rabbit hole. there. what I basically was going to say is my hopes for this podcast is that. Um, we get enough viewers that maybe sponsorships will come in. Hopefully, none of them are, are in North Down. Other goals I'd like to to achieve is uh, hopefully getting this stuck up on iTunes. That would be that'd be pretty good because that means you could upload or you could download this podcast and you can listen to it on your way to work, to college, to school, wherever I'm at. You know, um, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty great. Like, um. Because I remember, like, what was it, like, fucking four years ago, I was going to college in uh, Belfast Met. And I'm not even, like, uh, that's like a two-hour drive by bus. I had to get, like, th- uh, three buses to get to Castle Ray. And the only thing that got me through that was fucking uh, podcasts. Listening to podcasts. It kind of takes your mind off um, reality for maybe, like, an hour. Which is pretty good. Like, although the one downside is that you're sitting there listening to a comedy podcast, and like, there's a pretty funny joke being said, and you're sitting there smiling like a fucking pedo. Um, so, I'd I'd be careful the way you're the way that you react with your faces when you listen to podcasts because people will look at you like you have two fucking faces, man. Another thing I, I wouldn't mind getting on the, on the podcast is. Uh, guests i have i have already i have already a couple of people who would like to come on as a guest and uh we could have a chat so that's pretty that's pretty good like knowing that already i have people wanting to come on um it'd be nice to, to talk to someone for once i don't mean that just uh, on the podcast i mean that in life in general <laughs> You know, it's just to talk about my problems. And why I cry myself to sleep every night. Thinking somewhere in this world, Michael Stone is looking. And you know something that would be pretty cool if I ever got like a a fan mail from Michael Stone in prison. Like he'd be like, alright, alright, I was listening to your podcast the other day. It really was inspiring. All of a sudden, I don't feel like killing Catholics anymore. <laughs> and then I, I would get like a fucking... Do you remember, do you remember the artist G.G. Uh, Elm? He used to... I think he was like a punk... Some kind of punk singer or some shit. Uh, he used to, he's known the th- at, at the live shows he would shit in his hand and throw it at the audience, but um, when he went to prison, I think there was something about, he shared a cell with John Wayne Gacy, the notorious serial killer, and everyone, you know, um, he became a painter when he was in prison, John Wayne Gacy, and Gigi Allen got John Wayne Gacy to paint him a picture. G.G. Allen used it as his next album cover. I wonder if I could do that with Michael Stone. If Michael Stone becomes a fan of this podcast, would I be able to persuade him to make me to make me a fucking Twitter profile picture? <coughs> Is that too dark? I, I should probably I should probably uh, warn people. I have a very fucking dark sense of humor, and if you're if you're easily offended. By scenarios that, that I talk about on this podcast, please do not listen to this podcast. I should probably put that. I should probably put this at the start, but I'm not going to. Cause fuck you and your fucking dad. Anyway, um, after a good start, we're already talking about fucking mass murderers and uh, serial killers and Roy McIlroy. Talking about murderers, I want to talk. I want to touch on this. I might expand on it in later, uh, in later episodes. But I don't know if anyone's paying attention to the news recently. But I think it was like last weekend or something. There was this fella who murdered another fella with a samurai sword, and this was originally what I was going to talk about in this podcast. But I decided just to kind of make an introduction of myself and like talk about random shit before I get into like the hard shit. I wrote a story there a couple of months ago during the summer. It was called, um, I didn't really have a name for it. But it was about this fellow who found a samurai sword at an IRA's arm dump. And no one knows where the fuck the samurai sword came from. And he just started going around fucking jamming the samurai sword up people's arses and all. What I'm trying to say is, did I do that? Did I, by even writing about that, did I somehow impact reality? Did I somehow create that situation, no, not the way they say it, but, um, what was it, secret necessity, I believe Oscar Wilde once said, um, <coughs> Oscar Wilde once said, life imitates art far more than art imitates life, that's what Oscar Wilde said, and I do believe that, Like it's kind of like that movie, I guess, um, Stranger than Fiction, do you remember that film with Will Ferrell, and the, his life, he starts hearing, like, a narrator a narrator in his head. And, like, it says everything he does. And he finds out there's a woman who's writing a book. It's fucking confusing, man. But she's writing a book. And everything she writes, Will Ferrell does, it kind of narrates Will Ferrell's life in the movie. And I think that's, like, a form of secrecycy. Secre- I guess that's kind of like, you know, uh, you ever, like... Or do you ever think of a song that you've never heard in a long time and you're like sitting in the car just thinking about the song and the next thing you know what's being played on the fucking radio? That my friend's a secret sister thing. Um, it's kind of like, uh, suppose, there's this book written called The Wreck of the Titan, which was written about, I think like 12, around like 12 years before the Titanic sunk. And then this book, The Wreck of the Titan, it was about a ship who was... It was labelled unsinkable. It was in the Atlantic Ocean, and it was hit by a fucking iceberg. Secret necessity. That's the Matrix, man. That's the glitch in the Matrix that they don't want to tell you. See, I should also probably... I'm a great believer in the whole uh, life is a simulation theory. Considering a lot of scientists have backed this up, like Elon Musk, and I believe Neil deGrasse Tyson has even said it's true Um I, I you know and they say like you know the computer software like the pr- computer programming software like the code that's the same stuff that makes up the universe I don't know man I don't know so what is reality you know what I mean like nothing's real nothing's fucking real man and I'm sorry if you're in the middle of taking acid or something and I'm fucking up your trip but listen if you're listening to this while you're high just watch out for that big scary monster behind you, man, because it's going to get you. I shouldn't do that, that's terrible. That'd be the last thing I want to fucking hear if I was on this fucking trip. You know what I mean? Like, some cunt telling me there's a big fucking scary monster. Fuck that, man. You shouldn't be taking ass anyway, man. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You shouldn't be listening to any podcast. You'd have a good friend. You have a good friend beside you and guide you. Talking about uh, scary monsters, um, I was at a cousin's birthday. Party there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a pretty good night. Like, he uh, had a... It was at the Plaza. The Plaza Hotel. Fancy as fuck, man. It was a good night. Um, So, like, I'm, I'm fucking blocked. There was free champagne and all. And, uh, you know, like, you have to... You can't... If there's free champagne, it'd be a shame not to drink it. It was, like, one of those things where it's, like, fucking... It's like a fountain. You know what I mean? Like, weak champagne glasses are all, like, stacked upon each other. Um, and like everyone was outside like taking pictures off, and uh, everyone's t- outside taking pictures of it. And like in every photo you could just see my fucking hand going in and trying to pull, it's like a Jenga. It's one of those things where you're trying to pull, you're trying to pull the, the champagne glass out from the bottom. I don't know why the fuck I did that for but I you know, I think the reason why I did that was because there was like a fountain at the top of it, and it was spraying champagne into the glass. And if I took that one out, then it would like the whole fucking f- stack of champagne glasses would overflow. So I just decided to try and like pull things from the middle. So if you're ever looking at photos taken at a birthday party at the Hotel Plaza, and you see someone's hand going in and grabbing champagne glasses, it's my hand. Um, but what I, what I wanted to talk about was um. Fucking, so I'm blocked, and, like, I'm sitting there enjoying myself. You know, good 80s disco and all. Listen, I love a good 80s disco. Like, I can wreck that fucking floor, man. And then all of a sudden, the music stopped. And, like, everyone went back to their seats. I'm like, fuck's sake, is that the disco over already? So I go back and sit down. Next thing I know, fucking Mae McFederidge comes out. It's like fucking Helma Mae McFederidge. I haven't seen her in like about, about six years. The last I remember, when I was like a when I was like, eleven or thirteen, we went to see the Mae McFadden. Uh, I think it was like Aladdin Christmas play. You know what? And you know something? I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it so fuck. Um, but then she came out and she started like going. Here's the thing about. I don't want to go on about, like, slagging comedians from Northern Ireland. But they all seem to have this, I mean, like, I don't mean, like, ordinary comedians, I mean, like, mainstream comedians. I don't want to name names. Right? And I, and I like Meg McFedridge, I think she's funny. I think he's funny. I don't fucking know. He's, he just dresses up for the crack. So he's, he, I suppose. (coughs) But... They all kind of have this thing where they like, steal jokes from the internet. So like, they go on about, like, I cringe when I hear like, a mainstream media, or a mainstream comedian say flag. Like, they take, they're take they taking jokes from the internet from 2012, when that, remember the whole thing about, I'm sure you remember it very well, it was like 2012, 2000, was it 2014, 2013? Whenever they took the flag down from Belfast City Hall. um, And obviously that sparked the great loyalists against against democracy. um, And brilliant comedy, brilliant satire. um, But then as years go on, a lot of comedians have kind of relied on that humour. And they've kind of taken it for themselves and they've uh, used it in their stand-ups. And I'm like sitting there thinking man, this is like fucking old material, like no one gives a fuck about the flag anymore, well some people do as they still protest it, but I mean like ordinary people who go in to listen to some comedy, no one wants to fucking hear the flag, it's used up man, no one wants to fucking hear that. But um, she didn't rely too much, May McFillers didn't re- rely too much on that, but uh, she didn't start slagging my dad and uh... yeah it was a, overall a... it was a, a, a weird experience man I mean like it's like a pride of honour now to walk about and saying, here man fucking May McFerderidge slagged my da <laughs> I mean like it's a... I suppose that's what everyone everyone yearns to be in life to have their dad slagged by May Um that's the thing about. Uh, here's another thing about Northern Irish comedy. There's not much of it. I mean, like, there is uh, obviously a lot of underrated comedians who go to, uh, you know, uh, was the Empire and stuff. But I mean, like, mainstream. Like, I already talked about Patty Kelty. I'm not a big fan of Patty Kelty, just to be fair. Um, but there's other ones who are not really my cup of tea. Normally, because they all have that fucking accent, um, but there was—I guess you wouldn't call him a comedian. Um, he's more of a radio host, presenter. You know, uh, Jerry Anderson. Um, he died sadly there, like a couple of years ago. But like, honestly, he was one of the funniest fucking people I've ever listened to on radio. And he was a fucking joy. He made. He was really good at that fucking job, man. He earned every penny of it, and uh, no one can replace him. Not Frank Mitchell, not Stephen Nolan. No one can replace the great fucking Jerry Anderson. And, and that's the thing. Like he, he had like a normal accent. He didn't have this over fucking bloated, posh accent. Uh, he had uh, fucking dry humor, and I fucking loved it, man. And he also had this class Wii TV show on the BBC It was called On Air On the Air Some shit like that It was like a wee animated TV show It was only on for like maybe 10 or like 5 minutes And it would be like recordings Of enter or like uh, people he would talk to on the phone And it was like wee clay animation It was like almost like Wallace and Gromit kind of animation Clay animation, stop motion And uh, you know, it was fucking brilliant man and uh, sadly, I don't think we'll ever get that um, that great a comedy, I don't think we'll ever get that again, that comedy style, and uh, there'll be no one ever to replace Jerry Anderson. Um, and it was sad. We're, we're less of a people without Jerry Anderson, in my opinion. Because he made mornings bearable. He's the only person who could talk about serious stuff. Like, I fucking cringe when I, when I have to sit with my, my dad. When I'm in my dad's car and he's driving He obviously has the power over the radio Now I love 105, U105 It's where I get all my music from Jerry, uh Johnny Hero Is a great fucking DJ man And he knows his music And I met him When he visited uh, He came into our class one day in Belfast met Great fucking guy I loved Johnny Hero And he's uh, Johnny's jukebox yeah, that's fucking great, fucking show, man. It's just that Frank Mitchell. Having to listen to Frank Mitchell in the morning is real. It gives me. It's almost equivalent. I don't listen to Cool FM because he's sitting. He listen to these fucking pricks. It fucking gives me bad acid reflux. You know, they just get that fucking bad heartburn listening to those. I fucking hate it, man. And like Frank Mitchell has the same effect on me as well. Um. So I can't. I can't be arsed with any of them. Except for Johnny Hero, I guess he's the only—he's the only kind of fella I can listen to, and not the. But he's not really a talk show host. He's mostly just a, a kind of—he plays music, you know what I mean? Like so. But I, I do like I like Johnny Hero, and uh, so I uh, I think that should do for uh, today. I think twenty minutes is pretty uh, decent enough for the introduction episode. Uh, In later episodes, we're going to have more content, we're going to have comedy skits, kind of like fake advertisements, or even just kind of like, uh, kind of short plays, almost. Like, wee short comedy plays, and, uh, you know, just, you know, trying to spice it up a bit, and, uh, because, like, my idea is, uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get something off the ground, uh, video-wise. But like I can easily just do it on the on the on the podcast. I don't need to get people to do it. I don't need to fucking get anyone to help me. And I have complete control. And I have I can do anything I want. And I think that's a fucking great thing, man. Um, so expect more. Uh, also, you know, like I said, expect guests. And uh, hopefully, this, I'll, Hopefully, I'll be able to get this up on iTunes uh, very soon. So uh, I. That's the first episode out of the way. My name is Mick. This is the Clean Hanging Podcast. And, uh... Alright, see you later.